Hey everyone, welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with special guests today, featuring our, my friends Dylan and Chris from the Armchair GM Podcast. Uh, they specifically talk about the Calgary Flames, and I'm excited to have them here. Dylan, how are you doing this fine uh, day, and hope everything is well. I'm doing awesome, man. Excited to talk about a little bit about our uh, you know, all of our new prize possessions from from that trade over the summer and uh, and how they're all doing. And uh, yeah, awesome. excited to get into it. Awesome. Chris, how are you today? Thank you again for joining. I'm doing great, David, and thanks for having us on today. Um, you know, I was super excited to have this conversation as well. Uh, we acquired uh, three what uh, what appears to be phenomenal players um, in in a trade for well, let's let's call them our our Calgary stud, uh, <laughs> you know, from St. Louis. But I don't want to get into that. <laughs> exactly. No, it's going to be a great show. I'm I'm super pumped about this, David. Thanks for yeah, having us on. I'm excited. I know the fans are excited. Uh, finally get to hear a Calgary's fans point of view, just how, you know, the trade went down, the instant reaction from your guys' fans and uh, just get a good conversation going on uh, what we see the teams trending this season and into the future. So excited to have that uh, conversation today. And I know our fans are going to love it uh, from the start. So like we said, the big trade of the summer, probably the last decade or so, the Matthew or Matthew Kachuk, for Jonathan Huberdeau, Mackenzie Weger, Cole Schwinn, a first-round pick. My instant reaction was, what is Bill Zito doing? <laughs> two, two players that were cornerstone players for our franchise. All summer, there were talks about extensions being done uh, over the summer and going into next season. And, you know, I was sleeping, sound asleep at night. You know, my phone was off. I was, you know, catching my, my, uh, my rest. And I wake up to this news and I'm like, Man, what just happened? Matthew Kachuk, okay, fantastic player, but Uberto, Uyghur, first round pick. We have no more picks. <laughs> Dylan, what you know, I'm sure you remember this night or morning whenever you found out as well. You know, what was your reaction at first? Yeah, yeah, it must have been kind of late for you. Hey, what was it? 10 o'clock Calgary yeah, time. So that was yeah, what, like, like 1 a.m. your time? Yeah, midnight or just about that time when everyone was going was going crazy. Yeah, that's uh it's pretty late. Especially that have a bomb drop like that probably didn't sleep too well. <laughs> no. Um, I was originally I was really excited. Um, obviously, you know, you being Calgary fans, most of us, you know, the first thing we did was went and looked on Cap Friendly to take a look at you know Huberdeau's uh, contract situation and Uyghur's contract situation, just because we've had so many players, um, you know leaving because we couldn't get them uh, extended or, or assigned long-term or whatever right. recently. Um, and so, you know, the instant, uh, you know, happiness of, of getting, cause, cause you know, we, we knew we were missed, you know, we were going to be getting rid of our, you know, some of our favorite player. And um, it was just really excited, uh, you know, to, to get all that going. And then you look at and see that they're both on expiring deals. Right. And that kind of freaked me out, uh, you know, th that day. Sure. Um, obviously, as the summer rolled on, it kind of, as they started signing and stuff, it, it got a lot better. But uh, yeah, no, really excited. Yeah, Chris, I'm sure you're along that same line, maybe. <laughs> I, I tell you what, it, it, Friday night, uh, sitting around the uh, campfire in my backyard with my family, just listening to some music, having a 
having a beverage on a Friday evening. And a friend of mine gives me a shout about, I can't remember, I think it was around 9.30 in the evening and says, did you hear? And I went, no. And I looked at my phone and, and like my jaw dropped. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, you know, I, at, at my first thought, my initial thought was unbelievable job by, by Brad Tree Living, obviously right. getting that, getting that first. Um, my, I was super intrigued with Uyghurs. And as far as I was concerned, that was the the sweetener on that deal. Like that was incredible to me. Huberdo being an elite, an elite passer. Uh, I mean, nothing but excitement on that first night. I mean, I hung up the phone with my friend there and, and I just kind of sat there for a couple of seconds and my wife looked at me and she goes, you look happy. And I went, <laughs> I sure do. And <laughs> life is great. I uh, didn't know a lot about uh, Cole at the time, but uh, I tell you what, he's ripping it up in the A right now really? uh, for the Wranglers. Yeah. Uh, 10 points in, in 12 games. Wow. Um, loving, loving what he's bringing to, uh, to the franchise so far. Um, pretty excited to actually see him potentially making uh, the flames next year. Really awesome. That's great to hear from Cole. I mean, he wasn't really utilized too much down here. So we figured that was just an extra piece that maybe wouldn't pan out, but it sounds like he's doing real well, which we're really mm-hmm. thankful and happy that he's doing well um, for sure. But there were kind of rumblings in the days leading up to this, that, you know, Kachuk was pretty much gone, right? There was no yeah. hope that he was going to resign. He had kind of mm-hmm. said, Hey, you know, I'm giving you guys the opportunity now to get something back uh, and, and, yeah. you know, you know, save at least something from losing me. Um, and I think like he said, all summer, Florida was his number one spot. And what's interesting from a Florida uh, perspective is we've never signed a player like this, where at the age of 24, willing to come to South Florida and play with, play with, with Barkov, to play with Reinhardt, to play with Verhage, good friends like Sam Bennett, Ryan Lomberg, who was on, on Calgary before, um, to have a player like that willing and like really driven to come here and be his number one option was something we've never had before. Maybe Pavel Bury comes to mind, but it wasn't really his choice. It was kind of a trade that, yeah. that uh, you know, made that package happen. But Kachuk's yeah. option was here. And for us, it was like, wow, you know, that's never happened. So, uh, you know, I you 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 kind of mentioned it a little bit, Dylan, that you were ecstatic at the return that you were able to get for Kachuk and uh, Chris. I'm I'm sure you, like you said, that was something that was really really kind of helped the pain of losing him. You know, mm-hmm. right away. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I think one thing that really excited me as well, like Chris was saying about about Uyghur, um, I pay attention to uh, quite a lot of the league most most years when I have time. And and I knew that uh, you know Uyghur was basically the number one defenseman on a President's Trophy winning team for right. you know a couple months there, and uh, well Ekblad was hurt right. and didn't uh, falter at all, right? Like the team didn't fall at all. Uh, they they still ripped up the league the whole time without their number one defenseman, with Uyghur right. basically stepping in and playing all those minutes, and that was really exciting to me. Um, even though we, in, you know, in theory, we have a really strong and, and full blue line um, mm-hmm. was still one of those things. It's like, oh, you know, now we have another guy who's just a really strong defender. Absolutely. And and like you guys said, the, the unknown of them coming to Calgary and and being willing to extend so, so quickly without even being in Calgary yet. I'm sure you guys were ecstatic to mm-hmm. uh, to have at least some sort of confirmation that they were going to be there 
albeit, you know, towards their second half of their career. Um, I'm assuming that Calgary fans maybe have that in the back of their mind as, as you know, the years go by. But right now, uh, I'm sure you guys are okay with, 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 with what's going to happen maybe next year as far as them yeah. affecting your guys' cap, I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously losing two uh, first-line players uh, over the summer was pretty drastic for the, for the organization. Um, you know, losing Johnny Kondro and, and being an elite playmaker that he is, and but then acquiring Huberdeau. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as Dylan alluded to there, obviously the, the, the contract was, was a big kind of, uh-oh, kind of situation, you know, as we just lost two players that didn't want to sign here, of course, we're thinking, you know, are these two, you know, players from Florida going to sign here? Right. Um, yes. You know, Jonathan is getting, you know, he's, he's already played what 10, he played 10 years for you guys, right? Yeah. I think he started. Years. Yeah. In yeah. Like 2011. So yeah. Yeah, so he's getting he's getting up there in age, but I mean, the, with the style of play that he has, he has he has plenty of years left. So I'm I'm not worried about that. And he is an absolute elite playmaker. Mm. So I I'm I'm really ecstatic and stoked for for the contract that he that he acquired and the fact that he was willing to sign that even before the the season started blew right. me away. It really blew me away. I thought it would gonna it was gonna be a contract negotiation throughout the season depending on what he saw right. with the organization but for to have him sign that right away just it it really made me happy and it and it it made me think okay fine we got a couple of players that want to be here and that really really helps with gelling with an organization i believe and 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 so i think it really softened the blow of losing those two guys is having these you know right. jonathan and mckenzie sign those contracts you know before the season even started yeah, exactly. And we we hosted a couple of episodes. We're big on Twitter spaces. And a lot of the fans from our point of view were like, oh, they're gonna hate it there. They're gonna they're gonna get off the plane and they're gonna see snow and mountains. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're accustomed to it. They're born in well, Huberto was born in Montreal and uh yeah. Ueger was isn't from, from Ottawa. So they're 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 no they know what Calgary is about. It's not that they don't know. Yeah. Um, but we expected, oh my gosh, they've been in South Florida for so long, you know, the the beach and the sun. And right now it's, it's like 80 degrees outside Fahrenheit uh, for us. So uh, I'm sure Uyghur and Huberto are enjoying their evenings here uh, <laughs> while they can. I'm, I'm sorry, David, what, what temperature did you say it was there? It's like 75, 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Right 75, now. 80 degrees. So right here in Calgary, currently it's about 25 Fahrenheit. That's what I'm saying. And there's snow on the ground. And and, and <laughs> yeah, Kirby, yeah. Kirby, who's not here, I mentioned to you guys before, he's from Calgary. And we're always yeah. teasing him, saying, oh, it's it's a beautiful 75 degrees right now, Kirby. It's, it's a beautiful yeah. 90 degrees. Oh, I'm, I'm shoveling snow right now. So, so that was our instant reaction from our South Florida bias was, man, they're going to sure. they're just not going to like it. It's gonna, they're going to get off the plane and be like, what am I where am I going to? You know, one of the oldest arenas in the NHL, if not the oldest, I believe. And I know there's been some talks of renovations and stuff like that, or maybe even a new stadium from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were very surprised to see, especially Huberto right away after that meeting in Montreal with uh, Travailing, who you guys mentioned a little bit earlier, just, mm-hmm. you know, blew him away and said, yeah, I'm here to stay. And, and like you said, Chris, to, to have that security uh, and players that want to be here, uh, I'm sure, like you said, made you feel much better. Uh, yeah in that trade absolutely did yeah it's a it's a great feeling and and uh i don't know if people in in florida know that 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 johnny actually had to to 
sell or, or I don't know. I don't know if he sold it, but he gave up his uh, his his cars there in Florida and he bought himself a Dodge Ram <laughs> yes, here. Yes, <laughs> he had to buy himself a truck. Yeah, we yeah, saw the Lambo, get... his blue Lambo that he had. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I might have saw it driven a couple times in the last five years or so, but nice. uh, <laughs> nice. but yeah. yeah, it was definitely a change for them and. And it was crazy for us to think, wow, you know, like we thought, okay, it'll be a one-year thing. Calgary's going to be in a whole rebuild mode. This is great for us. And, you know, obviously from our point of view, we're like, well, they're going to, they're going to pay for it in the long run when they're 34, 35 years old. That's still kind yeah. of the the feeling we have right now, but obviously we know salary caps will raise, you know, over the next three, four years. So there'll be a little bit of room uh, for you guys to to have some wiggle room as far as, uh, yeah signings in the future so yeah, yeah that's think... always a it's a possibility right you know when you when you sign a, a you know a long-term deal that the you know the, the last couple of seasons may not go according to the the franchise's plan but right you know it, it it's what you need to do to to sign elite players right absolutely and and it also kind of fits in with the rest of our team i mean our team isn't currently built as a uh you know five, six, seven, eight year from now contender, it's built as a, in theory, as you know, the next three years, right? right. We just signed Nazem Kadri, who's 31, 32 right. to a seven year deal, right? We, we've right. got Michael Backlund, who's 33. We've got, you know, our, uh, most of our core pieces are older players yeah. who are um, either just in their prime or like at the end of their prime or just, um exiting their prime type of thing okay. so um it them signing kind of fits in with all that and i think that most of our fan base kind of understands that that's what the the general manager did right. is uh kind of moved all in sacrificed a little bit of the future mm-hmm. for instant success type of thing right 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 and we were very surprised that you know, the return you guys received to sign Kadri, obviously the signings of Uyghur and Huberto, I think across the league, everyone expected, wow, Calgary won't lose a beat from what they had last year. Obviously, we knew it would take some time to gel and, and to learn different systems. Same thing we've we've talked about here, not just getting Kachuk, but we've got a new head coach in Paul Maurice, um, you know, that has a different system that uh, Brunette and Quinville had integrated into the team. Uh, so we're seeing some of that growing pain as well. Um, mm-hmm. so, so to fast forward now to the season, uh, yep. your guys' lines are seems to be set from opening night. Uh, Suter seems to get off to a good start with you guys at home. I, I think you guys had, what, like 10 out of your first 13 at home. Um, yeah, so something like I'm, that. Yeah. I'm sure it was nice to have that. But the last few weeks, we've kind of seen maybe some of those wheels start to slow down. Um so just talk a little bit about what you guys think has happened. Obviously, Huberto was injured for a few games, but you know, what do you think here is going on in Calgary that Florida maybe might not know too well as far as you know some of your struggles? Um, I, I think I think the biggest thing is not actually Huberto himself. Um, I, I'll talk about Huberto first, and then maybe we'll move on to Uyghur. I think Uyghur's uh been better than Huberto has. Um, but I think the guys around Huberto, they're very used to, for the most part, Johnny Gaudreau's soft touch passes and Huberto rifles them, um, which is good. 
because things happen faster. But especially for the first 10 games, I want to say, mm-hmm. a lot of the passes were like bouncing off of Lindholm's stick into Foley's stick because they, they just weren't ready for the fire, if you know what I mean. Sure. Um, And I think that's... And, and then, you know, that ends up with pucks back in the neutral zone or... or um, you know, just a, a turnover or whatever. So um, I think that's been one of the biggest problems and, and just the defensive system, right? Like, like you were saying, uh, Brunette and uh, Quenville really shocks me that Quenville played a, played a really offensive system considering he was in the West for so long, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, they, they did play quite an offensive system, quite a run and gun type of system last year and the year before type of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, in Florida. So uh, it, it takes a while and it takes a while to get used to Daryl Sutter as well. Um, yeah. It sounds like he's, he's a tough guy to, to really break down and, and make happy. Dickhead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah I haven't, having a player like Jonathan that is used to more of a run, run and gun style offense driven team. Uh, adjusting to Sutter's defense first uh, mantra would be a a huge adjustment for any player. Sure. Which you know he's he's as far as I'm concerned, like his 200 foot game has been is not in question whatsoever. Like he can play both all three ends of the ice. Effort's um, been great. Yeah, the effort's been great. But yeah, like Dylan said, I think that was the biggest thing is is he's used to tape to tape passes with people that he's played with for you know, many years and, and, and can adjust and receive that pass where, where our, our players aren't used to that style yet. It's coming. It's absolutely coming. Um, I don't, I don't know if you've uh, seen this at all, but I am, uh, Huberdeau has actually been playing on our third line for the last couple of games. Um, as he came back from injury and just kind of, I think Sutter's just trying to find him, somebody that he'll gel quickly with okay. um and and playing with a, a player like michael backland who is an absolute elite 200 foot player um that doesn't get the recognition that he should mm-hmm. um i think will help with with huberdo's kind of transition into calgary okay. because it, i think playing that that style that backland can and does almost every single night Yes, the the points do come, but you know, making sure that you're defensively sound first. Um, you know right. that that being said, so uh, Backlund was actually drafted by Sutter in LA, um, right? Uh, yeah. No, no, for Calgary. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes yeah, in right. in in Calgary. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because Sutter, Sutter was our our coach back right, in right, right. Yes, I'm back sorry. in 2003, coach 2004, GM, yeah. 2005, and 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 GM as well. So he's actually the last remaining piece from that era. That's crazy. Uh, Michael Backlund is so he knows what Sutter expects and what he what he wants, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's able to, I you know he's able to teach it to to Jonathan and and he's his last three games he's actually looked really really good in my opinion. Very good. Yeah, you know he's he's been on on all sides of the puck, you know in defensive zone, offensive zone, neutral ice. It's been actually pretty refreshing to watch him. You could tell that he's he's starting to have fun and starting to understand what the system is. 
Excellent. And and there this leads kind of to my first question that I have from, from some of our fans was, uh, has Huberto have been having to sacrifice offense for defense, or has it just been kind of unlucky slash off in his game? Every player in the Daryl Sutter system sacrifices its defense first. It, if you're if you're caught blowing the zone, you're benched basically. Yeah. Okay. So there have but there hasn't been like necessarily any clashing between them. It's just kind of where you know we understand it's only, think it's only so. been like sixteen games. It's going to take a little bit for him to to get yeah. used to that. Yeah, I don't think there's any clashing uh, by any means. Um, there's you know potentially. Just taking a while to get used to every, you know, to each other. Right. Uh, yeah. As far as where you're going to be on the ice and where the play is developing and things like that. But as far as clashing, I wouldn't say that at all. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, Chris, you want to mention a little something there? Do I want to mention something there? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was trying to read the next question. Oh. As I said that. <laughs> um, and I guess, like I said, the you know, my next question from one of our fans was. You guys are seven, seven, and two. Do you feel that you're playing better than that record reflects, or has it just been a combination of things? Just you know, we just haven't figured out our game. That I'm confident enough that our record is is exactly where we should be. I think we have been. Um, I think maybe three of those, like the last three losses we had, maybe two losses we had. We really. Um, we played very well, honestly. Um, and that's kind of what happens sometimes on a losing streak is, is you kind of deserve to win a couple of games that you lose, um, before you actually get back in the win column. Um, that said, um, former Florida Panther, uh, Jacob Markstrom has had an absolutely abysmal year. I, I don't expect that to continue. Um, he's too good for that. But uh, he's been he's let in just some absolute muffins, and it's really been hard to watch, honestly. Yeah, that's been you know we've had we've had a few games of defensive breakdown. Obviously, McKenzie even said it himself that he's finding it difficult to to adjust to the the system and the style. Uh, at least he said that uh, through the first few games, um, okay. but. Yeah, goaltending has not been up to par what we're used to. I mean, obviously Markstrom was, you know, second in line for the Vesna last year, and he's certainly right. not playing up to those numbers right now. Um, so defensively, we're we're kind of missing a gap. Plus, we also uh, two of our top defensemen were, well, one is still out, but uh, one was out for a number of games, like our absolute number one defenseman um, in in Chris Tana. So I mean, those get those are tough guys to to lose obviously right especially Can't when place them that's right i mean obviously with you know with Uyghur last year he was able to replace um you know for uh Ekleg Ekleg. for for that for that uh portion of the season but of course he's starting a new system so you can't really expect him to step up on those minutes and 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 adjust for that for that type of presence right. so I mean, do I think we're we've been playing better than the 500 we are right now? 100%. Um I I truly believe we've lost at least two games because of goaltending okay. and another and another two games because of defensive breakdown. Yeah. Um and just to touch on something you said there Chris, 
I also think that stepping in for Ekblad and stepping in for Tanev is two completely different things. Like, um, and and not taking anything away from Ekblad, Ekblad because he's a great defenseman. He's a wonderful, awesome two-way defenseman. But Chris Tanev is just one of the best shutdown guys in the league, like pure shutdown, you know. And when you're that um, good, basically when you're just that good at uh, mm-hmm. getting in passing lanes and stuff like that, it's really hard to uh, to replace a guy like that or to even send somebody in and be like, do what this, you know, do what this guy does because right. – um, you can't yeah. <laughs> not, not there's like maybe one or two other like maybe Jacob Slavin like there's not many other guys in the league who are that type of player anymore yeah yeah it's definitely unfair to to Uyghur to suggest that he could you know just take the place of Tanov in his in his absence uh right you know you know I guess it would have been what nine games into the season like that's not going to happen it's right. you know that's it's completely unfair comparison so. so it's safe to say, just hearing from what you guys have said lately, comparing last year's start to this year's start, it's just been a co- totally different Markstrom is kind of where I'm getting that. Um, Absolutely. Where the, this, yeah. the team still seems to be producing relatively well offensively, maybe not at the pay. I mean, for both of us last year, I think our seasons were probably, you know, franchise bests. So to expect mm-hmm. that again was very tough for us considering what we lost and uh, you know, maybe some pieces we didn't replace like Uyghur as far as a player of his caliber that he was for us. Um, so I guess for you guys, the main thing is that Markstrom hasn't been playing nearly at the level he was last year. At least I think that's the biggest con- contributing factor for sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely the biggest one. Another one is um, honestly K- Kachuk and Gaudreau, because what we did is we um, not I wouldn't say we replaced Gaudreau because Gaudreau and, and Huberdeau aren't the same player, but we brought in another guy who's kind of like Gaudreau. We, we, let's say that. Okay. But we don't have another guy who finishes like Kachuk can, and right. I'm sure you've seen that. Um, oh, yeah. And so a lot of our forwards are just ripping shots, either you know missing the net or just right into the goalie's crest. Mm-hmm. And nobody's picking picking corners and and hitting them right. Like, right. Markstrom needs yeah. run support when he's you know like any other goalie would, sure. like Bobrovsky would or like Knight would when when not doing too well. You mm-hmm. need run support, and the guys we have are having a hard time giving it to him. Gotcha. Yeah. What what Dylan's trying to say is we don't have the Matthew Kachuk that can get in the face of the goaltender and throw him off his game and and mix it up and and start making the the opposition angry and 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 throwing them off their game because he's doing some ridiculous things that you know i'm gonna <laughs> keep it, I, I'll, I'll keep it kid friendly <laughs> for now and yeah yeah poking goalies in the face i, mean, I don't know man that that one that one was yeah. uh yeah that was that, a good was, sketch. that was a bit much right yeah. um but those are those little things that that matthew brings to the table that you know, I mean, yeah, it looks it looks bad in the you know for the optics, the eye test, but sure, it, it sure works. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, it yeah, sure works, right? So it's 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 tough to completely fault him for it. I mean, sometimes he takes it to you know another level that he shouldn't have, but <laughs> but if he's not, you know, if he's not on the if he's if he's not over the line, on the line is a beautiful oh, spot yeah. for Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. 
for 100%. sure. And, and honestly, I think you're getting Matthew Kachuk at the right time because yeah. um, that type of thing that, that he did there, he used to do a lot more than he did before. Mm. Um, you know, headshots and slew foots and stuff right, like that. Right, uh, right. He, he, he used to do that a lot more i'd say two three years ago and actually brad tree living and keith kachuk sat him down and sure. told him to smarten the f up and uh <laughs> and then and then he actually did right a right. little bit yeah um, kirby mentions that a lot yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was it was actually pretty funny because i'm that, that one episode he had um you can say against detroit about four years ago um where he got a got a game or two games. I can't remember what he got out of that, that experiment, but uh, our, our GM, Brad Treliven, uh pulled him out in front of the media the next day. And, and essentially you could tell it was just like dad making you a part of it. It was amazing. You know, the look on Matthew's face, he, he was just yeah. you know, like, like he got his hand stuck in the oh, cookie 100%. jar. percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. He, he was not happy about being forced to apologize. <laughs> I forgot for about that press conference. Yeah. That was, yeah, funny. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I know, and that's what he needed at his age, right? He was young. It's, right. It is what it is. Right? Yeah, yeah, and and like I mentioned to you guys off here, Kirby, who who resides in Canada, is very familiar with Kachuk, and he was yep. ecstatic at the at the at the at the the second he found out Kachuk was coming, he was like, "Forget Huberto, forget Weger. What we get in Kachuk is a complete player, an elite player, uh, like you guys said, an elite playmaker around the net, and we've seen that this year." Um, so yeah, you guys hit the nail on the head there. And, uh, you know, a follow-up question here I would have is, you know, you had, you guys mentioned Goudreau, you guys mentioned Kachuk as a fan base. I think there's going to be receptions between both that are kind of be different. Um, I think Kachuk will be more welcomed compared to Goudreau just based on Kachuk gave you guys kind of a warning while Goudreau was like at the 12th hour, listen, I'm not coming back. Um, so would you say as a fan base, Kachuk means more to you guys, uh, you know, with the Panthers wishing him success and and you guys miss him compared more to Goudreau. Is that safe to say? Yes. Two reasons. Okay. One, one which you already said. Um, obviously, you know, Goudreau just kind of up and left us and gave us no option for return, which is it really doesn't sit well with fans, obviously. Absolutely. Um, you know, Kachuk worked with Brad to make this trade happen and you know obviously we're we're not happy to to lose matthew but he at least gave us something in return for him so you know there's good there's a respect level so i think the difference when when it comes to matthew and johnny coming back to to calgary for the first times is is matthew's likely going to have a a video tribute on the on the board where johnny's just going to be uh inundated with booze <laughs> wow that's crazy most likely uh, yeah uh, i, I kind of think a little bit differently on that because <laughs> and i don't think that uh I, I think that part of it is just like chris said you know matthew gave us um you know a lifeline to, to an option and get pieces an, an option a lifeline yeah but he was also under team control so he had like if he didn't right. want to play in Calgary anymore, right. he didn't right. have the option to just leave. He right. had to do that. Right. There was no other, like the only other way is would have been for him to 
take his qualifying offer and then play one more year and then do what Johnny Gaudreau did. But then he would have had to play another year in Calgary, which he didn't want to do because he wanted to be in the States. So it, I I think that that's a little bit overblown as far as, as Matthew giving us a chance. I still love Matthew. Uh, I still like Johnny too. Mm-hmm. I'll never fault anyone for wanting to be closer to home and I'll never fault anyone for honestly letting their wife get in their ear a little bit too much, maybe. Um, <laughs> but I don't blame them. My wife is always in my ear. Yeah. That's, and that's <laughs> what they do. But <laughs> well, we love them. We love them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. yeah absolutely. And, and you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, a hundred percent. Johnny's going to get rained down with booze. Johnny got rained wow. down with booze the other day in, uh, in long Island. Oh, Wasn't yeah. that amazing? Yeah. That was, that was so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Did did you hear about that, uh, David? Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I saw a little. Oh, is that right at the Islanders? Yeah, I did hear about that a little bit, but I, I didn't get to catch it too much, mm. to be honest. Well, apparently he said uh, he got an interviewed or something during the intermission, and he said, "I don't know what they're booing me for. I didn't even talk to <laughs> to New York." Yeah, like that's crazy. So Lou Lavarello just yeah, didn't Lou, Lou didn't Angel. even call him. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh, I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. So, yeah, that, that was a question from my good friend Andres, you know, just getting a, a feel on, on the Gaudreau and Kachuk reception. So excited for that to happen, uh, you know, relatively soon. Obviously a big game tomorrow uh, emotionally for us. Uh, so excited to talk about that here real quick. NFL Sundays are only getting better and so are incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Code THPN, that is again THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, yeah, like we said a little bit earlier, a big game and weekend for us in the Florida Panthers community. An emotional evening tomorrow for sure. Uh, Saturday night's going to be crazy. Uh, I you know, I don't know if you guys are too familiar with our area, but there was a, a I can't remember a, an emotional game that I'm thinking about tomorrow. Then there was a, a, a shooting here in our community about four years ago or five years ago now yeah. uh, locally that that really the Panthers really stepped up to support the community uh, for a devastating event that happened here, uh, which was very emotional for a lot of us uh, and probably be the most emotional night in Florida Panthers history for, for a lot of us. Luongo led the charge who, you know, shout out to Luongo uh, yeah, I remember inducted this, yeah. to the hall of fame. And he really took the charge that night. And uh, you know, outside of that, there haven't been very, very big emotional nights for, for players like, like Huberto and Uyghur to return, uh, to a franchise that loved them, fans loved them. Uh, obviously, you know, you never have a hundred percent love from your fans, but I think for the most part, 
the the work that Huberto did in the community, the the work that Uyghur did in the community, the success story that Uyghur was for us as a seventh round pick, and to blossom into potential Norris voting in the last few years, um, just makes us so proud to return, have them return home. Uh, well, their former home. Uh, and I'm excited for tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure you guys will be very excited for the game tomorrow. Um, any thoughts real quick on just, you know, what you guys expect from those guys as far as emotion is, is concerned? Well, real quick, you were talking about the work Huberto does. Well, they both do in the community. Um, while Huberto was hurt, um, it was Hockey Fights Cancer Night in Calgary. Okay. And I'm sure you know that he used to um, have a box in in yes. Florida yes. for for a bunch of kids with cancer and stuff like that. He took that right over to Calgary, and like the That's injury awesome. was almost like a like a storybook that he was able to actually hang out with the kids wow. in, in in the box in Calgary. Um, so he's already showing that there too. It, it's That's really awesome. great to see. That's awesome yeah. to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that that was actually gonna the thing I was going to mention to Dylan was was the fact that being on injury it gave him the chance to actually hang out with with the kids during the game in the box which uh, I I can imagine was an incredible uh, experience. experience for those kids uh, during that game there on on Saturday night I was at that game it was a lot of fun that's um, amazing I want to just do a quick shout out to to Bobby Lou uh being inducted into the hockey hall of fame congratulations man that's uh, an incredible feat um as a flames fan and uh him being an ex uh canuck, canuck. obviously there was uh, a lot of hatred there during those years i will 100 percent and absolutely give him the credit he deserves and uh wish him nothing but the best in in life and uh and congratulations on that i actually had the pleasure of meeting him in la that's awesome um uh 2000 do, 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 i'm gonna say 15 okay yeah 2015 2017 something like that i think it was 15 um vancouver was in la and and i just happened to be there for a conference uh staying at la live and uh vancouver is filtering out of the uh hotel getting ready to walk across the street to the staples center and so i was uh was was able to to get a quick picture with him and, and it was actually pretty cool having a having a That's quick awesome. two, three minute chat with him. He's a, an incredible human being. So, yeah. He, he has his fingerprints all over this franchise and still yeah. to this day, he works heavily in our franchise. Uh, he's an assistant to to Bill Zito, our GM. Uh, he was, he's always in the arena. You always see him in his, in his little box that he sits in. Uh, and they were, they honored him the other night with a little giveaway of like a stick that honored him for like the first 10,000 fans and he was in the arena. They gave him a shout out all night. So yeah, we love Bobby Lou. He's I'm sure he's loved by the whole NHL community. Just an an amazing person uh, to have in our franchise and be uh, one of our, I think the first player to have his number retired uh, in the Florida history. Yeah, he was, Mm. it was actually one of the games before the whole COVID shutdown was his um retirement ceremony of his of hmm. his number very and cool it hangs, it hangs in the rafters to this day and, and for the rest of the florida panthers history that's um, awesome so yeah big love for bobby lou for sure but yeah, yeah. definitely one of the best people yeah, uh, like 100%. outwardly as far as you can tell from watching on tv or whatever oh, uh, he definitely seems like one of the best people 
Like, um, I remember there yeah. was a there was a a post on Facebook a little while ago saying which NHL players would you know top ten NHL players in history that you'd like to have a beer with, and, and he was <laughs> he was on that list for me. And awesome. even though he's you know dominated us when he was a Canuck for so many years, and when we were going through our our bad years, and they were contending every year and right. uh but but that's besides the point now right yeah just in our community he's he's one of the, the father figures for not just the panthers but the south florida community and and nothing but love for for luongo for sure and and we yeah. even saw some tributes from huberto you know in the in the uh the ceremonies during the game they put him up there and you know some lovely words from him as well so mm-hmm. yeah nice. an emotional night for, an emotional week for us you know with the Lou induction and and you know the return of Huberdo and Uyghur uh you know Uyghur was quoted today by uh our Panthers lead writer Jameson Olive saying it's special for him to return it, it's Florida made me a man lots of emotions I don't even know what to say I loved it here we had great memories here I was just a little kid a seventh rounder and now look where I am. So that's awesome. Uh, you know, Florida was special. Our community was special. Obviously, the way he left maybe left a little bit of a, a sting in his legacy here. I don't know how familiar you guys were with the Tampa series last year, but there were just some key moments. Oh, we've heard. Games. I've heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were some key moments in those games that made you scratch your head and was like, man, is 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 that a player that's deserve extending for, for six years, even though he's done nothing wrong, you know, in the yeah. longevity of the season plays like that just are magnified in, in series is especially against Tampa. And even in Washington, a struggle for both Huberto and Weger that left a lot of fans, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uneasy on extending them for, ex, you know, periods of times, you know, I, I called Huberto in the second half of the season. I called him Huber Hart. He had my heart, vote he had my my uh <laughs> my nominee and and there was a lot of backlash from it obviously you know there's full metrics of the game not just the the points that he was able to produce but uh from a personal point of view Huberto well, was from my... a second line as well like yeah 115 yeah. points on a second line exactly. playing with uh you know Anthony Declare and and Sam and Bennett. Bennett is mm-hmm. absolutely uh absolutely insane honestly yeah. like bennett couldn't yeah. even get get off the third line in, in calgary right so yeah, yeah. and huberto yeah. huberto was my favorite player the past five six years um like i said off air when when i heard about the news i was very emotional um i don't know if you guys are too familiar but i run a, a relatively large instagram account for the florida panthers and huberto was actually one of my first followers oh uh, sweet and oh know, very we, cool we had communicated you know every every so often as far as you know hey you know i would give him a you know a thumbs up hey huberto you're playing awesome and he would usually acknowledge it in some sort of way with a like or, or a comment we even made special shirts for him while he was in florida that said hooby dooby doo nice. you know, our our play-by-play announcer steve goldstein uh before the final regular season game uh presented it to him uh and we actually sent him some personally as well so you know from a family point of view from my side and from a fan Huberto just had, you know, he was just a likable person. He sacrificed so much for our franchise in the early seasons that he was here playing under so many different coaches, so many different systems, a high draft pick for us that, you know, was producing and and slowly, slowly getting better uh, on a team that wasn't getting better, but you could see he was. Uh, So he was here during, during those times that, 
you know, talk of relocation, talk of, you know, shutting down the franchise. He was here through all that. Um, and for him to stick it out the entire time that he did was something, like I said, that the franchise has never seen before. Uh, yeah. And like I said, with Uyghur, to see a player that was in the seventh round, you know, slowly progress from juniors to AHL to making his NHL debut to, you know, staying on an NHL team for a while to progressing to a second line defenseman. And then all the way to our potentially one, a one B with Ekblad, like you guys said, uh, it's just very emotional for me personally, seeing them tomorrow um, in sunrise in a Calgary uniform. I know for me will be very tough. And for a lot of our fans will be tough. There's already talks about, you know, getting some napkins <laughs> passed out, passed <laughs> out in the arena because it's going to be very, very emotional. For oh yeah. That's Just like, I'm sure, you know, some of the guys that you guys have had return in the past, you know, that's, that's really awesome to hear, David. I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're still feeling, I guess the love I'll say with, uh, with a couple of ex ex players. I, I know guys like Jonathan and you're absolutely right. He, he has that charisma. He has that, that, that thing about him that, that really attracts you yep. know, others around to him, right? He's, he's, Absolutely. he's, he's very easy to deal with. He's easy to talk to, um, you know, whether, whether he's having a struggle in a, in a game or, or even a few games, he, he still has that, that smile and that, that charisma about him, yeah. mm -hmm. which is nice. And then, and that's what franchises need. They need more of that upbeat, you know, yes, you know, we may be having an issue, but let's move forward. We, you know, we're better than this. Let's move on. Um, and, and I'm, I'm really excited to watch the, the game tomorrow. It's, it's super early here in, in, uh, in Calgary, obviously. Yeah. I think, I think one in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. One 4 or two here in Eastern. Yeah. yeah four there, right so, after I get home yeah, from work. So I, yeah, I'm so probably going to sleep through most of it, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, so two o'clock, um, I have informed my wife that I'm, I'm unavailable between the hours <laughs> of five, two and five tomorrow, awesome. uh, which is fine. Um, I really hope that the fan base, and I truly believe oh, they will, uh, will treat uh, both Jonathan and and Mackenzie right uh, when I it comes so, yeah. comes to the game. Absolutely. Um, I I also want to say you have a you have a player in in that trade and in, in Matthew that is going to be exciting for you guys for many years. You're you're going to want to make sure that you're paying attention to his to his antics. Sure. Um, you may not be used to it, uh, from, from Florida being, you know, you're, uh, I'll, I'll say a non-traditional hockey market. Mm -hmm. Um, but you'll appreciate what, what that is, what he brings to that. Cause that's a very Absolutely. West Western style of, of yeah. hockey. Right. It's very gritty. It's very, uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch. I um, really hope for, for your guys' sake. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned, uh, Uyghur and head scratching playoff mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, I really hope for your guys' sake that you don't see the side of Kachuk we saw in, in, in the playoffs last year, too. Yeah, sure. Um, but he's young, he's got lots of room to grow, right? But uh, yeah, he was just chasing one guy and almost cost us round one and then disappeared in round two and just bad penalties and bad. Mm -hmm fights that he didn't need to get in and just That's all right. sorts of stuff. Right. But, uh, but again, like Chris was saying, he's um, he brings an edge that, that is necessary uh, that Calgary is currently sorely missing. Sure. And he's uh, 
an elite finisher and i don't know if you've seen any of the crazy dekes and oh, yeah. moves and between the legs and the oh yeah the... we've tried it a couple times here already yeah <laughs> has, has it has it panned out yet has he scored not yet. yet he not almost yet? did he almost did the other night i think it was against washington uh he tried the like you said the between the legs you know back flip whatever you want to call it yeah yeah uh, and it it hit the goalie's shoulder. So if it would have if it would have just been maybe a few inches higher, it would have been one of those highlights. But yeah, the first highlight I saw of Kachuk when he came and we signed him was that Nashville one. And the what the last second oh, that overtime goal that was <laughs> the last second of the last OT, second to, yeah. yeah to send it uh, send the win over. And I think it was a big comeback from you guys as well. It was it yeah was, we're yeah. down two going in. There's like five minutes left in the yeah. game. We're down two and we ended up winning in overtime. So that was the one I saw. I think the other one he made. I think against uh, Shesterkin and against the Rangers, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> between the legs thing too, and then I think he did another one against Vegas. So, uh, you know, those were the first things we saw. We're like, if he could do that, then we're gonna be just, <laughs> just. And fine. it's funny because because after a while, like I know Chris and I for sure, um, it's exciting to see right. that. But after a while, it's just like, dude, just shoot the puck. <laughs> you know, like just like <laughs> right, stop right. being so fancy. Just get to Absolutely. the net and put it in. Yeah, um, yeah. But because he has that ability, right? right. Yeah, he doesn't need to go. He doesn't need to be fancy with between the leg stuff because he can right. just drive the net and put the puck in there and 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 move on with his night. But mm-hmm. not chase people around trying to fight when the other guy clearly doesn't take. <laughs> Anyways, I'm I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. And that was yeah. the, the biggest thing with Huber though was uh from the fan base was his regular season success, especially last year. Uh the year before he had a very good regular season, uh over a point a game, not at the pace he was last year, but in the playoff series against Tampa, uh during the semi-lockdown COVID where they started, you know, allowing fans in the states. Uh, with the 56 game season, he had a really good series against Tampa and yeah. he was fantastic. The best player from both teams. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the win or the series win. We lost in six and there was a lot of optimism seeing Huberto play like that. We were like, man, that's, that's the, the Huberto we need next year in the playoffs. Yeah. And we saw it all regular season, 115 points, the most assist by a left winger in NHL history and in the playoffs, it was kind of that thing that you guys mentioned with Kachuk, where it wasn't necessarily the antics of, of going after people, but his disappearance in some of those clutch moments, even in the Washington series where he won, he wasn't particularly himself. If it wasn't for Carter Verhage or Bobrovsky having amazing nights, yeah. I, I think we could have went to seven, even potentially lost that series. We we don't talk too much about Giroux, you know, him just being a rental, but he was key in that series. Uh, Barkov got a lot of slack in that series as well. As sure well. did. Not getting anything done offensively, too particular that we were used to in the regular season. And then when we got to Tampa, it was just a total, total just meltdown that if we couldn't get anything that's going, we weren't able, we were losing our minds. We were just all over the place. And um, I don't think that particularly was in Zito's mind going into the offseason as far as, hey, I'm, I'm tired of Huberto or I'm tired of Uyghur. It was just kind of where Kachuk fell on my lap. I was going to make it happen. Type That's of what thing. it sounded like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, but from the fan base's point of view, it was where Huberto did not play well in the series. Um, that's where it really matters. He's getting into that back end of his, of his career. Is he really worth extending? Uh, I get that. You know, six, seven, eight years um, when, you know, 
it, it, can he produce that again? Is he going to slow down? So that was kind of the, the, the backlash that we got from the fans um, mm-hmm. from Huberto. And then, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, just those, those Uyghur mistakes in that Tampa series, even in the Washington series, there was a few where just clearly skating down, you know, getting across his blue line and just totally falling over and, and, and a clear breakaway by Ovechkin and Kuznetsov two one Oh, that just like that, that blew the game. And yeah. then against Tampa, that the one where you know he he left his spot in front of the net, and Kucherov just played—I uh, forget the name now—but just with two seconds left, you know, just losing your head for a few seconds. There was so much backlash from from those two players specifically that that really really made it tough for some of the fans. And and I'm, I hate to say it, but but relieved that that we moved on from them and brought a player like Kachuk in. Yeah. That's, One of my things that I that I'm hoping, uh, especially for Uyghur, because I, I've heard uh, that I, I uh, spend a lot of time on Reddit and I talk to lots of uh, Florida fans. Right when the trade happened, and and uh, right. you know, ever since, uh, people are pretty regularly back and forth on on each team's Reddit uh, right. subreddit about it. Uh, you know, checking in on their their ex favorite players or whatever. And <laughs> um, I just I think that. And not taking anything away from you know Forsling and Montour and uh, all of, all of those, but uh, I think once Calgary finds their their game, mm-hmm. um, I think there's going to be a lot less pressure on Uyghur in the Absolutely. playoffs than, than there was possibly last year. Um, just having probably a little bit less ice time, having more, um, you know really established like it like at that point forcing wasn't super established you know fairly inexperienced he's looking really good this year but uh you know just that type of thing like calgary has those those veterans that can calm in theory calm down uh right well you know, yeah calm you, guys you, down. you have to think there's a chance that Uyghur potentially might end up on the third pairing third pairing playoffs yeah. right right that's you know, i'm not saying that's though. where he belongs but just, just saying that the there's a chance you might be there, right? right. I mean, yeah, we, I mean, Hannafin and Anderson together, and if Shillington comes back, there's no chance they're not going to play him with Tanev, and then that just kind of leaves the third pairing for yeah. Weger and Stone, Weger and and Zadorov, right? Zadorov. That's a, that's a yeah. pretty deadly pairing. You know, sure. I, it is. That's a great pairing for you know 16 minutes to 18 minutes a night. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and like I, I said, no, go ahead. Weger's stretch pass. Um, my favorite defenseman that, that the Flames have had over the last 10 years or so is TJ Brody. And Uyghur really, really reminds me of TJ when he's at his best, which okay. is um, really, really good at defending the rush and really good at exiting the zone and, and stretch passes. And it's we've been missing that for, for a little while and it's really fun to see that again. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm happy about that. Yep. I agree. Awesome. Absolutely. And, and to finish some more quotes here on, on Huberto's end, he said, after spending so many years together, Huberto was asked about playing against Barkov, who's our captain for the first time tomorrow. He said, maybe he'll pass it to me. He'll forget. I'm on. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I heard that. I laughed so, at that. So yeah. that to me is, is just that you could see that there's still that camaraderie between Barkov, who was his, his line mate on the power play. They didn't play. They played a lot five on five, but not as much as you would think. 
Um, Not in the last two years or so, right? Right, right. Yeah, they kind of, with Quinville and, and Brunette, they kind of wanted to separate them a bit, get a little bit more depth. Barkov was usually with Verhage and then whoever could, you know, maybe step up on that that spot with him. But that Bennett-Duclair-Huberto line, like you guys said, was just one of the best lines all all season, five on five. And then on the power mm-hmm. play, there was just magic between those two and an and extra time on three on three, on four on fours. There was just magic between those two players. So yeah, you're going to see a lot of that tomorrow between Barkov, Ekblad. Ekblad, you know, was a, a he's been here since he was drafted, and, and Huberto and Uyghur were here as well. So just that friendship that they have. And, and Ekblad had said today, you know, it's bigger than hockey. They're they're my best friends. They were in my wedding, stuff like that. So like I said, it's going to be very emotional, not just for the players, but for the fans. Um, and I can't wait to get there tomorrow and just, you know, see them again. And I'm mm-hmm. sure Huberto, he, he, during the pregames, he would always, you know, be the puck distributor when the pucks are around the net. I'm sure he does that for Calgary too. Yep. Uh, you know, during the warm up. So uh, I'm sure he always used to flick the pucks, you know, into the mesh and a lot of fans would get a puck. So I'm sure he'll be doing that, <laughs> that again tomorrow. Cause there'll be a mm-hmm. lot of Huberto signs and Huberto jerseys. And I'll know right. I'll be wearing mine for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I guess I guess I way, better uh, I guess I better start Ekblad in my uh, my fantasy tomorrow, right? Eh? Because I mean he's yeah, on my maybe. team. Maybe yeah, I maybe. noticed you still have him on IR. <laughs> I know I've been uh, I've been keeping him there just in case. I wanted to see what he did on his first game back, and he actually did quite well. Yeah, he's been um, doing good. I think he has a couple points in his two games or three games back since. I still have yet. beef with Ekblad for winning the Calder Trophy. That that. Uh, that Sean Monahan should have won, but oh that's yeah, that's point. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because with Ekblad, there was a lot of uh, rumors of him of us trading that pick when the time was coming up. Um, but he's panned out to be, you know, a fantastic <laughs> defenseman. Obviously, some injuries. Oh yeah, he's great. Have hindered him, you know, the past few seasons. He was dealing with some concussion issues when he was a bit younger, but he kind of uh, had the help of Willie Mitchell, who's who's you know retired now. Yep. Um, who was kind of his mentor when he came in here, but yeah, really two gruesome lower body injuries that he's had the last two seasons. And then another one this year that didn't hold him out too long, but uh, when he's healthy and with, with, uh, you know, confidence, he's, he's one of the best in the league overall. So I yeah. do think he probably would have won a Norris, uh, probably oh, yeah. won Norris by last now year. if he wasn't uh, last year, he was definitely out. running last year for sure yeah obviously yossi played an amazing uh second half but up until ekblad's injury he was almost at a point you know point per game production yeah so and that's that's a, a, yeah i mean expecting a lot from him but i know i'll mention that a lot on your guys's show when you guys have me and, and after a panthers win tomorrow you know we'll <laughs> you'll have me out there I'm sorry. After after a what, David? Sorry. Uh, Pan- 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 Panthers overtime win. Overtime. I'll give you guys a point. I'll give you guys. Get Kachuk between the legs with one second left in overtime. I've had so many fans telling us today. Imagine if Kachuk and Huberto fought, or Barkov and Huberto fought. I'd be like, Barkov and Huberto, forget it. But Kachuk, Kachuk did get into a fight last the other night against one of our other players that that left our team last year, Mason Marchment. Yep. They, actually, oh, yeah. they actually did fight uh, towards the end of the game, but I don't know if Kachuk will be swinging some some lefts or rights at Huberto. I mean, <laughs> he better not be at Huberto, but I mean, I mean, he better keep his head on a swivel because of Luch or Richie. Uh, yeah, for sure. Kachuk had a pretty good quote actually as well on on the spit and chicklets the other day. It was yeah, I heard that one. Yeah, they they were saying something about uh, 
you know, who, who's the best player in the, in the trade or whatever. And, and Kachuk said, uh, well, you know, I wasn't in the package, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He took some shots at Suter as well, saying he didn't play him late in the games and in the overtime. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Suter, and he's had some quotes, you know, with Toffoli saying, oh, well, Toffoli's got some cups while, well, uh, uh, yep. Kachuk doesn't. So there's definitely some animosity yeah, yeah. between them for sure. Uh, so there'll be, I'm sure some tensions on the ice, but hoping for a good game and an exciting one in sunrise. And then like we said, in about 10 days or so, we'll be in your guys's in barn and, and really excited for the next two weeks of, of yeah. just, and we'll, we'll have you on our show right before that. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, sure. I'll be at the game in Calgary as well. Oh, so. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm excited, and like I said, uh, I'll go with the four-three Panthers overtime win just for just to keep our fans happy. So if you guys want All to right. throw, give me your predictions here, you know what? I, I don't want to anger your your fan base, so I'll, <laughs> I'll stick with your uh, with your with your four-three for the Flames. That's fine. Yeah, Dylan, uh, we need something. Five-one for Calgary. Whoa! Wow. Markstrom wow. stands on his head then. Markstrom stands on his head for the first time this season, <laughs> and Bobrovsky reminds everyone why uh, he sucks. It's still up in the air. Bobrovsky didn't he had a bad <laughs> he had a bad game against Dallas. So I don't think he has much of the of the coach's confidence right now. So don't no. be surprised if Spencer Knight starts. Oh, uh, he's got 10 million of the coach's confidences. I so. know, I know, but we've had 10 million <laughs> in our confidence see, that's, for the past four years. <laughs> see, David, you should have actually led with who's starting in that. If you would have said that's Spencer, then, then Dylan would have said uh, <laughs> five, four for, for Florida. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we love Spencer. Obviously we love Bobrovsky, but his contract has been a thorn in our side since Dale Talon made it. So we're still feeling yeah. the effects of Dale Talon in yeah, our yeah, franchise. Yeah. So that's a uh, thing. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely sure. a thing for sure. But Chris, Dylan, thank you guys so much for joining me again. Uh, again, as I mentioned, uh, armchair podcast, GM podcast from you guys, anything else you guys want to plug in? Go ahead, my friends. This has been amazing. 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 Uh, check us out on YouTube. Um, we do a show every week, uh, Armchair GM Podcast on YouTube, on Spotify, um, Hockey Podcast Network, um, uh, iHeartRadio, all that type of stuff, Apple Music. Check us out. Uh, join our group on Facebook. And uh, yeah, other than that, it's been a pleasure being on. Uh, Chris, you got anything to add? Not really. Uh, David, this has been an absolute blast. I appreciate this conversation. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, for anybody in your fan base, if you want to hit us up on uh, Armchair GM Podcast anywhere, um, I'm about ready to get going on a on a Twitter account. But uh, currently we're on YouTube. We're in Facebook. Obviously, the uh, the audio formats, we're, we're in all those places with the Hockey Podcast Network as well. Yep. Um, Tomorrow's going to be an absolute blast. Um, I'm glad uh, you guys get to see a couple of your beloved players return, and uh, I'm sure you'll treat them well. And um, you know what? Thanks a lot, David. This has been a blast. No, yeah, this been has great. been amazing, guys. I, I I love you guys having me on here. I look forward to being on your guys' show in a few in a few days. And uh, I've already given you guys a follow on on your podcast on Apple Music. I'll make sure to hit all your guys' uh, social medias and everything as well. So. 
Uh, again, I, I can't thank you guys enough for just joining me on this night before a, a, a really franchise shifting game tomorrow. Just, you know, turning the page on such a wonderful chapter on two players in our franchises. And, uh, you know, it'll be exciting. And I'm excited uh, that our fans are going to experience this, that Calgary will experience this uh, in a few weeks. And yeah, I can't thank you guys enough for this. And and I really hope you guys have a great, great rest of your day. I know Dylan, you've got to head to work in a little bit. So, yeah. uh, you know, get, get and have a nice shift and, and uh, look forward to hearing you guys tomorrow, hitting you guys up on, on Facebook message and uh, uh, chatting about the game a little bit. Perfect. Right. Thanks, yeah. David. I appreciate yeah, you guys. Again, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. A shout out to our Instagram, our discord and our Twitter. Much love to you guys sending in some questions for my friends, Dylan and Chris here. And until next time, go Panthers.